we ask that you speak afresh to us. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be accepted on your sight, you who are rock and redeemer. Through Jesus our Lord we pray, amen, amen, amen. First John chapter three gives us a word for the day. And uh, 1 John chapter 3, beginning at verse 11, I want to read just a few verses down. For this is the message which you believers have heard from the beginning of your relationship with Christ, that we should unselfishly love and seek the best for one another, and not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother Abel. And why did he murder him? because Cain's deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, believers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers and sisters. He who does not love remains in spiritual death. I want to take the next few moments again, and you may take your seats in the sanctuary. I won't be long. I want to take the, this title again from a different perspective, same thought on the different verse. This is our hood, and we are family. This is our hood, we are family. I am, um, I'm like many of you, um, I have more years behind me than I have probably ahead of me. The reality is I've been around long enough to see a whole lot of things. Some years ago, some of the uh, sisters of this church were doing a karaoke style mime. Um, and I was gonna bring you a picture of this, I was kind I didn't, but the first lady was among them and there were some others in that group, and uh, they were pretending to be Tina Turner. I don't want to dime out the first lady, but I'm just saying. And her cohorts are in here, at least some of them in here, and they did Proud Mary. Proud Mary, keep on work. And they went rolling. And if you could have seen them doing the rolling down the river, it was hilarious. I really did want to bring a picture. I did, I did, I was, I was being nice, but I didn't. Tina Turner is famous for that. During her time with Ike, she was uh, singing and, uh, but her life went into turmoil as most of you realize. And um, her life probably was always in some turmoil. And uh, as the biopic movie, uh, I, Tina, her book, and then the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It, depicted she came to a violent resolution at the end of their relationship, only to restart her career. And the song that really made her career and had it jumped out for all of us. Now, you gotta remember now, there were songs before this, but the song that really made her career was a song that was only topped by one other song that year. 
And the song that was the number one song was Prince's song, When Doves Cry. I don't even want to go there. Some of y'all had a flashback. I saw it in your eyes. But what's love got to do with it? Won three awards in 1985, Grammy Awards, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. What's love got to do with it was such a magnanimous hit that in 2012, that song was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Nobody can sing it like Tina. But a part of what made that song so powerful was the gravel in her voice that came from the pain of her journey. That's what made the song strong. Because when one is being abused and told that they love are loved at the same time, the abuse overwhelms any words of affection. Don't tell me you love me while you're beating me or verbally abusing and assaulting me. Don't tell me you love me while you are treating me like a low-down dog. Yet that, that, that song propelled her. It was on the Private Dancer album. And at that time, at age 44, she was the highest selling female vocalist of an older generation. It was one of her greatest hits. And I came today to lift up that idea of what's love got to do with it in relation to the hood we're in. When real love has to be seen and acted upon so that the verbal love, the words we say, love you, love y'all, love you to life, sure do love you. One love, one love. La familia. One love. 59 handshakes. As Bernie Mac said pre-pandemic, you had to be in shape to shake hands with some of us. <laughs> two, two, pop, 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 pop. Woo! DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> That's a Fresh Prince reference for those who don't get it. that what the writer comes back to is this idea that as a part of the family of God that we have the same DNA the same father the same Lord the same God that all of the superficial things of skin color and height and eye color and textures of hair mean absolutely nothing in the sight of God. Because we're all God's children. Big Daddy, 
Now, for those of you who don't know, when I say Big Daddy, I'm really referring to my great-uncle Emil. He was my grandfather's brother, and I lived with Uncle Emil and Mom in, in uh, Beatrice, Alabama. Years ago when I was in school in Alabama, I stayed there in between. I couldn't come home for Thanksgiving. I went to Beatrice. And so I'd go down there and I would live with them. They lived in a very rural community. It was, when I say rural, that's actually being polite. Um, they, they lived in an area that is well known to some people who are members of this church. Because they left there and didn't even go back. Listen. <laughs> Minister DeBose over there looking at me like, all right, Bishop, now. Beatrice is so small, it only has one light, and it blinks. One store, and it's like a little, uh, little kind of convenience store. That's it. But, but Big Daddy said something one day, and he's talking to a person who didn't care for him because of the color of his skin. He said, uh, when you pray the Lord's Prayer, the one that Jesus taught, do you say, our Father? He said, yeah. He said, I do too. I guess that makes us brothers. The truth is that God calls us into a family, the family of God. Brothers and sisters are we. We are called into a fellowship of love. That's what God calls us to. And he doesn't call us by ethnicities or race or geographical areas. He doesn't call Africans different than he calls Italians or Germans or Jews. Or he calls us all to come and watch worship him and to come into fellowship and it blows my mind the kind of impedance and ways in which we try to stop other people from being a part of the family and how we treat members of the family I want to give you just three things I'm not going to be long I, I understand the circumstances of the day But three really beautifully thought out things that I want to give to you from the text we just read. The first of which is simply this, that we are directed to love unselfishly. We are directed to love unselfishly. Unselfishly. Now, now, this is important, you get it. Jesus called it a new commandment. He says, I give you a new commandment. I, I, I want you to get a new commandment. John 13, verse 34 in the Message Bible reads like this. Let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I love you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. He said, when people see that love in you, they're going to say, whoa, there's something different about those folk. 
There's something different about those people. There's something different about the way they care. There's something different about the compassion they have for one another. There's something different about how they look out for each other and treat each other. He says, I'm giving you a command that I need you to show up and show out that you're my disciples. I need you to look different from other people. I need you to be I need you to be the kind of people that are befriending and not just friendly. See, friendliness says, yo, hey, what's up? Friendliness says, how you doing? And hoping for sure they don't say anything other than everything good, groovy, gravy, all that. But befriending actually cares when they ask how you're doing and looks for and seeks a response. See, real love cares about more than just your name. They want to know something about your life. Want to know how you're doing. Not, not the facade, not the mask you put off everybody else, but how are you really doing? How are you really doing? called a fellow bishop up a little while ago and I said to him, I said, just call him to tell you I love you. I just want to check in on you and uh, I know you haven't been feeling well. I just want to check in on you. And, and he, he was shocked that I called and I said, I said, hey man, I don't want anything. Matter of fact, if you asked me to do something, I'd have to really pray hard. I don't want to go anywhere right now. This is, this is not a call to get an appointment. This call here is really about you. Because see, pastors are having a hard time like people. Checking in on one another's mental well-being and how we're getting along in the world has nothing to do with just trying to be nosy all up in your business, all trying to be in the Kool-Aid, trying to get the tea so you can hold on to the receipts. No, it's more than that. It's caring. God's calling us into a caring relationship. Well, I know where your kids go to school. And you know what? That's not my child that's in school right now, but I want to send a care package. I know they need a little extra laundry money. Let me just drop a dime. My kids are all done, but I know how it is. It's caring beyond. It's wondering, how are you doing? Next year, JoJo will go off to college after serving this church in the audiovisual ministry for most of her high school years. When she leaves us, she should never feel left behind. She should always know her family loves her. You saw her face every week. But that's caring. But it's not just her, it's every one of our babies. Tupac said it best, Americans are the only ones that eat their young. We kill our children because we think we know better. We squash 
their dreams. We take away their hopes. We are always thinking about ourselves and not the next generation that will replace us in the fellowship and will stand next to us in the prayer and the praise. So this the TP, TPT Bible says. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. Now this is deep, y'all. He says, just as much as I've loved you. Y'all do remember how Jesus loved. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. I want to know, are there any real true followers of Jesus in the house? Let me, okay. I, I, I gotta, this is, this is, this is in my spirit. Listen, number two, number two. He says, deepen your love unilaterally. Now, for those of you grammarians in here, this should bother you that I put this in the text. Because the word unilateral usually relates to involving only one side. Which seems to mean that the preacher's saying that you need to love whether requited or unrequited. Okay, let me, let me, I, I gotta, I gotta break it down. Your willingness to love can't be related on who loves you back. Because <laughs> if the only reason you love is because you think you're gonna get something back, that's a reciprocal relationship. But you need to realize, you need to love just because it's who you are. See, see, love is easy. And loving is easy with those that love you. It's easy. Thank you, Doc. It's easy when somebody loves you. But can you love the unlovable? Can you love unlimited? Can you love unconditionally? Can you love without somebody having to merit your love? That's real love. See, anybody can love, but what stands out is love that is manifested in unexpected ways for undeserving people. <laughs> oh. You see, that's agape. That's agape. And people are going to look at you kind of strange when you start loving like that because they're going to think something wrong with you. You always look at it the best of everybody. You always willing to err on the side of being tricked or fooled rather than to not be compassionate because you'd rather lose a few coins helping out some chicanery from somebody's foolishness 
ready, go hungry, because you really care more about loving than you do about stuff. Here, um, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? That, that's the question folks ask. What do I get out of this? What's in it for me? And I'm going to give you what is, what's in it for you. Simply to be like Jesus. We used to sing a song. Uh, Tobias, we sang a song. It was to be like Jesus. Oh, how I want to be like him. So meek and lowly. So humble and holy. Oh, how I want to be like him. And the problem with people is we will sing it, but we don't want to do it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that was it right there. Let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. I, I, I want to just say this real quick here. Um, see, some of us don't even realize we're spiritually dead because we won't release the love. Some of us don't realize we're spiritually dead because we won't release the love. Let, let me do it like this. <clears throat> I know who you are. This is what John says. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers and sisters. He who does not love remains in spiritual death. There's some folk that don't know they're part of the living dead. All because they won't love. He, he, he goes on to make it even more explicit. And he gets kind, kind of rough with it because he says, everyone who hates or works against his brother in Christ is at heart a murderer. A murderer by God's standards. And you know that you're a murderer has no eternal life abiding in him. By this we know, and we have come to understand the depth and essence of his precious love, that he willingly laid down his life for us because he loved us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the believers. Oh my goodness. What? This too much? I don't even like some of these folk. That's what you're saying? This too much? I move past not liking some of them. Some I can't stand. Watch this too much? Me thinks thou ask too much. But I gotta hurry, I gotta, I gotta oh my God. Let me, let me help you here. Jesus.
Jesus says, a new commandment I give you, that you love for one another. And he says, I want you to love like I loved you. And the way he loved us was by giving up himself for us. Okay. I am not asking you to die. Good news, full stop. We need no one else to go to cross. We need you to bear your cross, but we're not putting you on any crosses. We're not going to let anybody else put anyone else on cross either. Okay? But what he does come back to say, he says this. He says, how do we actually demonstrate love? Because see, that's the third thing, and I'm done. i got to close in two minutes and two seconds. He says, demonstrate love ubiquitously. <laughs> that's love everywhere. That's love at all times. Distribute it. I want you to show out. I want you to show, wait a minute, what do you, what do you mean, Reverend, what do you mean? He says, he says, I'll give you an example since I'm not really asking you to go to cross. He says, verse 17, whoever has this world's goods, adequate resources, and you see your brother or sister in need, but has no compassion on them, how does the love of God live in him? He says, you demonstrate your love for God by loving God's people. You demonstrate your love from God by being compassionate one to another. You demonstrate your love for God by being tolerant of one another. You demonstrate your love for God by being accepting of one another even when you don't understand. You demonstrate your love for God by showing the kind of God love that looked beyond your faults and saw your needs. You demonstrate the love for God, that willingness to go to Calvary before you ever ask for forgiveness. He forgave you. Before you ever pray your first prayer, he bled for you. Before you ever asked him to heal you, he was wounded for your transgressions and bruised for your iniquities and the chastisement of his peace was upon him and by his stripes you've been healed. Demonstrate your love for God by healing others. You'll be a participant in healing others. You'll be a participant you sacrifice something because you do it not because you were compelled to but because the compassion in you caused you to do no one needs to force you you just need to love better and this is the word of god the people of god it's Somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we bless 
Thank you. Thank you for your love. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you glory, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. I love each one of you more than you will know. I want to extend an invitation. Maybe there's one today who will give their hand to minister your heart to the Lord and say, I want to be a partner here at Shiloh. I love you, and I know God loves you. We're getting ready to leave shortly, but before we leave, maybe there's one. I don't know about you, but I'm just thankful to God for being God. Um, I remember um, I, I, Paula Dean got in trouble for using the N-word one time. And they, uh, they went and they asked Cat Williams, I told y'all this, they asked Cat Williams about it and about her asking forgiveness. He said, who am I to judge about whether or not to give somebody a second chance? He said, I'm on my fifth second chance right now. Let me tell you something. The same people you don't love are the same ones that God loves. And if you don't know that you're living on God's love and grace, then you're in a worse position than I thought. Because if once you realize that you're living on God's grace, would somebody just say, I love you, Jesus? I love you, Jesus. And then I want you to say, I worship and adore you. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Just want to tell you. Hey, 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 hey. That I love you more than anything. Come on, one more time. I need you to everybody oh, say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship, I worship. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. God bless your hearts. I love each one of you. I want you to now, if you, if you have not given online already, I want you to get your gifts, your envelopes, and I want you to put your what you're giving in to an envelope. And on your way out the door, I would love for you to just leave it with the usher. Online, I want you to join us in giving by Givelify, to Shiloh Baptist, New London, Connecticut, or the Cash App at dollar sign Shiloh NL, or by mail, P.O. Box 929, New London. Join us in giving. We've made it through this part of the pandemic by your generosity. Don't stop being generous now. Second Sunday in December is First Fruit Sunday. 
second Sunday in December. I've got a goal in mind, and I just want you to help you do your best so that we can do this. And I don't want to pre- I don't want to put pressure on anybody. I just want us to give liberally as unto God. The best offering. I want you to give the best offering you've ever given to God. Yes, yes. Your best offering you've ever given. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever is your best, you give your best offering you've ever given. Make it your best. All right? Whatever your best is, your best gift unto God. I love you. Tuesday night I'll be here with Bible study. Watch us online, 6.30. Wednesday I'll be online for prayer. Join me at 1 o'clock for prayer. God bless you. Each one of you, I thank God for you. I'm so glad to see see uh, my dear sister Pat here today. Bless you, Pat. So glad to see you here from, from down, down yonder, way down yonder, visiting her sisters here, visiting with, with sister, Minister Lisa and Deaconess and Deacon DeBose. So glad to have y'all here. We're delighted to see you, and I'm delighted to see each one of you. I love you all the love of the Lord, and I'm getting ready to close. Thank you again. Praise and worship team. Let me just tell you how much you do my heart happy. G-L-O-R-I-A, bless you, baby. Man, thank y'all. In case I haven't introduced him, let's thank God for our newest band member, Brother Tobias on the key on the organ. We're getting ready to leave. I want you to get out. Know that God loves you. I pray you had a great Thanksgiving. Children, let me say this. Wave your hands at me, babies. You sang beautifully today again. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear sister, for blessing us and bringing these babies in. And all of you, I love each one of you. We're getting ready to go. Amen. God bless you. Let's look to the Lord be dismissed. Come on, let's just praise him as we go out. Father, we thank you now. We leave this place in joy and in peace. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Shalom. Go in peace.